It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Time and uh, yesterday the Black Caps named their squad to tour the West Indies for the first time since 2014. It sees a return to the full strength side with Captain Kane Williamson back in the mix along with strike bowlers Tim Southie and Trent Bolt and with Ben Stokes recently retired from One Day International. It brings into question whether One Day International uh, cricket has the legs to survive as a player welfare and load management becomes a concern with T20 and Test cricket to prepare for as well. Uh, online now from Scotland is Black Caps head coach uh, Gary Stead. Morning to you, Gary, and New Zealand time. Good evening over there. Yeah, good day, Smithy. How's things? Yeah, we're pretty good over here, mate. Uh, you're missing a really rough spell of weather, I can promise you that. So uh, I don't know what it's like in Scotland at the moment, but it's uh, got to be better than here. Yeah, a little bit rough today, Smithy. We've had to uh, cancel training with with wet weather, but hopefully it looks better for the for later in the week when we've got our three matches coming up here. And uh, great news uh, yesterday too, Gary, uh, on the basis that you, you were able to name a full strength side, refresh side, to go to the West Indies for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's been eight years since we've been there, um, so certainly a long time between drinks. Um, it's exciting to to get a, a number of, I guess, our, our frontline guys back, and um, they're excited to, to get back into some white ball cricket. And you just alluded to it earlier around, I guess, the Ben Stokes um, retiring from ODIs as such, and it, it's something that I think is prevalent in the modern game, just the, I guess, pure amount of cricket that is is there and how we as I guess coaches and, and as management boards I guess manage the loads of our players going into the future and I, I see Usman Khawaja of course Australian uh, opening batsman has come out and said he believes that uh, there's a danger that uh, one day international cricket another the 50 over version may be dying out I find it hard to believe on the uh, success of the last one but uh, and the fact that the next one's in India but uh, do you see that a possibility Gary? Mm, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I personally really like the one-day format still. I, I think it's a great mix of a little bit of uh, test match cricket at times where you do have to grind out some tough periods and also the excitement of um, T20 cricket. And, and I think the skills of T20 cricket has made probably ODI scoring go to another level again and you're going to see, I think, more excitement. And as, and as you say, especially with India hosting the next World Cup, um, I hope it's not um, certainly a dying art. I think it's a great game to still be part of. How closely do you get alongside your players? Um, do, you, do you leave it up to them? Is it a two-way conversation when you talk about av- um, availability and rest periods? Uh, it's definitely a two-way conversation. Um, I, I think sometimes the trick is trying to get in uh, 
or people reach that point of, of burnout um, because once you've reached that, it's too late and it usually takes lo- longer. But certainly for me, uh, I try and open up conversations with players if I suspect people may uh, need a little bit of a break. Um, and that's, that's players and staff around it uh, because at the end of the day, I think the freshness in our big world events is the things that can actually give you a slight advantage as well. And um, as I said earlier, the, uh, with COVID times, what's happened is we're seeing, I guess, a lot more cricket played in a short amount of time to try and make up for that that's been missed. And it, it's, a, it's a trend I just think we have to be careful of. Um, we want players in New Zealand to play for as long as they can. I mean, it, that, that we've got some of our great players, I think, playing in, in this era right now, and we don't want to cut their careers short um, through overloading them too early. And then I, I guess I, I've, I've written down five names here, um, Southey, Bolt, Williamson, Guptill, Henry. Uh, players in that bracket too, we're, we're starting to consider longevity as well as freshness. Um, yeah, look, I mean, none of those players have come to me and said, hey, I don't want to play any formats of the, the game at all. And I think that's that's good. Um, but what, what we do have conversations about is, is how we can manage it so it's sustainable for them in the long period. And, and that's the most important thing is we get that balance right. And it's hard, I think, for, for the public and, and, and punters to understand that. Um, I, I know everyone lo- would love the chance of just playing one game for New Zealand, but I I think when you do think of the loads of these guys and then couple that with um, wanting them to be mentally ready and rearing to go every single day, then it's then it's a balancing act. And and it's something that I think will be a continual work on. Okay, uh, we'll we'll stay with the West Indies squad uh, briefly. Uh, Nine from the last final to Australia in terms of T20 cricket are in the squad. So you've got got continuity going forward. Uh, That T20 World Cup's not far away, Gary. So one of the last opportunities, I guess, to get things right before a squad naming. Uh, How close are you to finalising within your own thinking? Yeah, I think we're getting pretty close now. Um, These matches that are on over here as well, in, in Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands also provide us, uh, I, I guess, looking at, at how we will balance up that squad of, of 15. And, and I suspect over the next few games as well, you might see some slightly different things that, that, that will just help us come to that final decision. But, yeah, I think we are getting getting pretty close. As you say, we've got the West Indies games and, and basically that after that, we won't have any more time Um or matches to to ultimately look at who will be in that T20 squad. So it is, it is, I guess, just around the corner. So those those areas perhaps may be the top of the top of the order. Um, you know, the the likes of uh, perhaps a Finn Allen in there. Uh, you've still got, uh, of course, the Martin Guptill option. You've had the Daryl Mitchell option, which you've used uh, well in the past. So uh, and and the Conway one as well. So there's plenty of options around the top of the order for, in that particular squad. Yeah, there is, and and that's something that um, is again trying to f- strike that right balance of who who are the right people and 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 how you balance out your squad so you do have options in case of an injury. And when you look at um, I guess naming a squad of fifteen, then it's not just the playing eleven you look at; it's then who can cover bases. So you, if you have a, an injury to a major player or any player, who replaces them, and what's that order look like? So I think it's it's one of the things that's exciting me around the versatility of some of the players that are coming through. Is it looks as though um, they have the ability, and Mitchell's probably a good example of someone who who was I guess thrown in the deep end at the last T World. T20 World Cup in a position that was a little bit 
foreign to him, but, but came out, I guess, smelling of roses as well in the way that he played for us. The three one-day's, uh, one-day internationals against the West Indies are significant because they are effectively qualifiers. How are, how are we currently placed in terms of the qualifying side of things? Uh, we're going well at the moment. Um, we've played a lot less than other teams, so uh, I think we've played nine games and we're unbeaten at this stage. Um, but we do have a number of, uh, I guess, more tier one nations that that we need to play in the near future. So West Indies, to me, are a, an unpre- unpredictable side. They they can be brilliant on, on some days and, and not so good on others, and I think that's what does make them dangerous, and you have to make sure that you prepare well. But they are, I guess, in the, the next World Cup qualifying game still, so they're, they're very important to us. Gary, the recent uh, Irish series was uh, very, very competitive at times, I've got to say, and uh, barring some brilliance from a couple of individuals, we might have uh, dropped a couple of those. What were the pleasing aspects that uh, came out of it from your point of view? Yeah, I mean... we were, we were, I guess, giving a number of guys a break, and and that always provides that chance that you may you may get tipped up. And the Irish are very competitive, and we knew that right from the start. But you go through and you look at, uh, I guess, Michael Bracewell's continued, um, I guess, dominance in the way he's he's entered the white ball game in particular. Um, that I, I thought the hundred that that he scored in the and the first ODI there to get New Zealand home was a was a pretty special hundred. And from number seven as well, you don't see that very often. Um, showed very very good composure throughout. Um, I think Glenn Phillips keeps developing as well and played a couple of really important innings through the the T20 series. Um, he's a dynamite uh, in, in the field and 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 fantastic to watch. Uh, I think when you when you see the the speed that he has and. What he can do, it just adds that element of excitement to it. But for us on the whole, I mean, we're excited about the the guys that are coming through. Um, again, I'll reiterate, you, you, I think it's going to be hard to see a, a very best um, 11 out there every single day. So for us, keeping developing these guys and, and seeing how they respond to the pressures of international cricket is really important. Are you expecting more of the same uh, against Ireland and the Netherlands, competitive as such? Um, Yes, I am. I I think uh, being that we've done very well in white ball cricket recently, then then we become, I guess, more of a target to other teams as well. And um, whilst at this stage we haven't been upset by, I guess, a, an associate member nation at this stage, it, it will happen at some stage. And it's, I guess it's the thing that does motivate you to make sure that hopefully it's not on your watch that that happens as well. So, um, and, and I think the other thing is the, the guys here are excited to play for New Zealand as well. And I think any opportunity you do get that, you, you show the opposition the respect that they deserve and you go out there and you play as well as you can. Just looking at that uh, West Indies squad for a second and, and looking at the wicket-keeping side of things, I, I'm looking through the squad and I don't see a, an absolute standout specialist wicket-keeper, which is, you know, in effect is his primary job in the side. Is that a reflection of the way the game is going or are you just confident in the, I think, one, two, three guys, Conway, Latham, Phillips, that you think can do a job for you there? Yeah, well, Tom Tom Latham, I, I guess, has been the uh, um, heir apparent, I guess, or the guy that's been there um, for a long, long time now in the one-day side. Uh, hasn't been part of the T20 squad, but um, we'll see how that pans out. Conway's a guy that did it at the last World Cup. Uh, um, Finn Allen's another guy that, that's done 
little bit for Wellington. So I don't I don't expect Len Phillips will do it. I think he's becoming too valuable in the field and, and with the ball occasionally. But there are other options there that can do it. Okay, let's uh, can we just reflect a, a little bit, uh, Gary? I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Uh, uh, about that uh, wonderful series, I mean, it didn't, wasn't wonderful in terms of the result, but the type of cricket that was played and the competitive nature of the series against England was outstanding. And I, I just wrote down this question, do we have to sit back now and reassess how test cricket is going to be played, or is this English performance and attitude at the moment just like a rogue wave coming through? It's a really good question, um, and I think maybe we'll know more of that in 24 months or so, a bit, little bit further down the track, um, when they've, they've played more cricket as well. There's no doubt that they had a couple of outstanding performers in that series. I thought Joe Root uh, and Johnny Bairstow in particular, with the bats, and tried to take the game away from us, and they were successful. Um, look, I, I, I think you have to have players that have the personalities and, and I guess, ability to play that way. And, and I think maybe what's happened is that, that some of their potential that was in that England team has been unlocked. And, and I guess that's exciting for world cricket as well, but it'll make everyone sit up and just watch and have a think about how we play too. It's interesting and it's exciting, I guess, because if, if they have a, an attitude and other sides do where a draw is basically off the table... I guess it brings the possibility of more wins and if you're uh, defending that to- that chasing total as well. So if, if you know their attitude is going to be consistent and they're not fooling you with that attitude and they're going to go to the death, man, we're going to see some cricket, aren't we? Absolutely. And I think we saw some cricket in those three tests as well. I, I still... I guess maintain that we had an opportunity going into the last day in all three test matches and um, I, I think back to for example the last session at, at Trent Bridge and any any test match that goes into the last session with all three results still on the table is a, is a great test match and Johnny Besto hits the first one up or, or nicks the first one it might have been a very different result but he, he, he rode his luck he, he played in excellent innings and as you say Smithy if, if Test cricket is going to be played this way, then then I think we are going to have and for an exciting time, and and that's great for the game too. It is actually, um, you know, and it's also <clears throat> interesting tactically. I mean, uh, England, for instance, have won all four chasing. Uh, how would they go defending? I mean, you know, those those sorts of things come in into the equation. I, I would imagine. Absolutely, and and how do they go in in different conditions as well? When the ball bounces more or spins more. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think there's all those things that, that come into it, and again, I guess time will will be the factor that will tell us whether this will continue to be um, successful. But I have no doubt under under Brendan and, and Ben that they are going to keep playing this way. So um, that's the, the I guess the proof will be in the pudding over a longer period of time. Gary, one of the other issues, of course, is, is um, development of of our all round game as such, the ability to play in all. Uh, areas of the world, which means uh, looking at uh, the way we prepare sides and prepare players in particular throughout our domestic and and international competitions here at home. Uh, Is that something you constantly monitor? And, and, you know, I'm obviously talking about the spin bowling side of things uh, as well primarily when I talk that. Yeah, um, look, I mean, I think that's part of the... um the programming of things like New Zealand A cricket, uh, we need to try and keep finding opportunities that we can play in different conditions regularly. Um, one of the things I guess I've observed over the last four or five years is I think the the pitches that we have in New Zealand are 
absolute top quality in terms of the evenness of them. And and when we go around to different places in the world, we're seeing deterioration and a lot faster. And maybe that's just the climate thing with what we do. But I don't think we can be scared in New Zealand to, to play on different surfaces and and that will bring spin bowling, for example, back onto the table a lot more in New Zealand. Look forward to it. Okay, Gary, um, thanks very much for your time this morning. Uh, I think it's, uh, what, Thursday afternoon, your time. Uh, the Grange Club in Scotland, uh, game one in the uh, the series against Scotland. Incidentally, I've just got a text in uh, Michael Rippon. Are we going to see him at some stage? Uh, I think you will see him in, at some stage in the next uh, wee while. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if all 15 people here don't don't have a little bit of a, a run-around part of what we are here to do on this tour is to, I guess, finalise those spots, but also uh, for the World Cups, but also make sure uh, that if we do have injuries, we have other people that have been exposed at this level. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to, to seeing Michael when he does get a, get a run. All good. Thanks very much for answering uh, all those questions and good luck uh, in the series coming up. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.